Hi, I'm Ellie, and I'm going through some pretty trying times on my very own trying to conceive journey. And if you're here, I'm guessing you are too. In this pod, we're talking about all things TTC and fertility to try and feel less alone as we get to know our bodies, while also exploring the different journeys that we might be on to try and meet our baby. Whether you're battling with infertility, trying after loss, or just starting out trying for the first time and you don't know where to begin, this pod is for you. Welcome to The Trying Times. Hello, my lovelies. I hope you've had a good week. This week, I've been thinking a lot about all of the things that we change or we start or stop because of TTC, all of the things that we might try if it means that maybe there's a chance that it could help us conceive. When we are trying, everything feels so out of control. We can't control if an egg meets a sperm and fertilizes, and we can't control if it implants or if it sticks. It's just a dice roll every month and we're hoping it lands on a six. We can roll the dice, but we can't say what number it's going to land on. So we try and control anything and everything that we can that might help just in case, because what if that one thing that we change or add in or stop doing changes everything? What if it's the key to everything working out? At first, I did nothing. We don't think we're going to need to change our lifestyles, so why would we? We assume that it's just going to work out first time. But when it doesn't, we start to question things. Why isn't it working? What have I done wrong? What do I need to change? One of the first things I did was take folic acid pretty early on because that's what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed to take a folic supplement for like three months before you even start trying. And I was deficient a few years before that, so I thought, well, I'll probably need it anyway. (laughs) Then I started taking Pregnicare, because they say that you should have a good prenatal supplement. And this was the first one that I saw when I walked into the shops, which said preconception. So I thought, well, that can't hurt. It's worth a try. Um, I still wasn't too worried at this point, because we were only a few months in. And well, to be honest, I didn't think I was that unhealthy. So almost a year went by and... I did fall pregnant. I hadn't changed that much. I just added a couple of supplements and my body did it. But then nine weeks into that pregnancy, it ended. And this is where everything changed, like everything. I didn't feel so easygoing anymore. I needed to control things. I couldn't let what had happened happen again. So I started researching. I started looking into anything that might help me. One thing that I saw a lot of girls doing was acupuncture. And they spoke so highly of it and said how much it had helped them. So I thought, well, do you know what? Why not? It certainly can't hurt and it maybe could help. So I researched and I found a lovely lady who was local to me who had a lot of positive reviews and had a good focus on fertility. And she knew her stuff. Like she really did. In fact, I feel like a lot of my sessions with her were therapy as well as acupuncture like she listened to me and she validated how I felt she'd look at my charts and we'd talk about my cycles and my periods and she actually questioned things and got me to go to my doctor to get certain tests done to see if anything else was going on I tried acu for about a year and I'm really glad I did it because well I can say I did it and I tried even if I didn't end up successful it felt good doing something having some control over some element of my journey does it work I don't know I mean, I bought into it and it was seriously relaxing. I really looked forward to those sessions because they felt productive, but at the same time, they were proper switch off me time. And it was during that treatment that I did fall pregnant last summer. So was it down to that? Maybe, maybe not. That cycle, I was doing all of the things, including seed cycling, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. 
But before I went to acupuncture, I was really scared. I didn't know what it would feel like. And I was scared of it, like, I guess hurting, like physically hurting. But you know what? Other than like one time where she had a needle between my finger and my thumb, it hasn't hurt at all. It's just felt like touching the end of a pin for a moment and then nothing at all. If anything, it relaxed me so much because I couldn't move or do anything other than relax. So it was kind of like forced relaxation. <laughs> I really enjoyed my time just away from everything else. She also put on a meditation after putting the needles in, which was just the loveliest thing. It was the Zeta West one where she talks through the cycle and what's happening in your body. And oh my goodness, it is the most relaxing and just feel good fertility type of meditation. Visualizing the hormones, the maturing of the egg, the fertilization, the implanting, literally everything, the whole cycle. I totally recommend those meditations. And because it felt so good during those sessions, I actually went on to buy the meditation online and then I used to use it to fall asleep to every night as well. So I've always been someone who's had to battle with anxiety since I was a child and I've had all the therapy, CBT, hypnotherapy, you name it. So mindfulness and meditations and yoga, it's always been a thing that has really helped to ground me and definitely something that has made me feel good on this journey. Yoga is great. Not like class yoga, I can't be doing with that. Like I get way too self-conscious in front of people, but YouTube yoga, hell yeah. If you haven't already, look up Yoga with Adrienne on YouTube. She is just amazing. At one point last year, I got into a really good routine of doing gentle, relaxing yoga every night before I went to bed and just for like half an hour and then straight into the fertility meditation to fall asleep to. And it felt so good. It put me in a really good headspace. I felt so positive about things, which can be so difficult, can't it? So yeah, anything to make us feel good. Another thing about acupuncture was that I always assumed that I'd have loads of needles always in my lower belly, but I was surprised at how many she would put in my legs as well. And after ovulation, none would go in my lower belly at all. Instead, she used something called moxa, which she burnt and she waved it over my stomach so I could feel the warmth. And I really could feel it. It was so strange, not just like on the surface, but like deep inside as well. And that was the point. She said she was warming the uterus and helping with the blood flow. And she used to say how important it was to keep the lower stomach and the feet as warm as possible. When I first met my acupuncturist, we talked a lot about nutrition and the things that would or could help with conceiving. We had a whole session just discussing habits and what we could change or adapt or improve. And I'm not gonna lie, it did feel a bit overwhelming and I definitely didn't do it all and certainly not all at once. I like to think of the list of things as like a pick and mix, do what you want kind of thing. Otherwise it just feels too overwhelming and too much and then it just won't happen. But I did make some fundamental changes that have lasted. The first was eating three meals a day. I am just not a morning or a breakfast person and I'm also a big snacker, so meals aren't really for me. But as we all know, breakfast is so important, setting us up for the day. And she reiterated this and how I really needed to be having those three meals. So I started forcing myself to have something, no matter how small, just like a breakfast bar or a banana or some granola or just something just to keep me going. And then lunch and then dinner. And I still do snack. Um, I think I always will. It's just who I am. But I am making sure that I am now eating those three meals a day, especially breakfast. The next thing we discussed was drinking more water. And I can't be alone in this one. I find drinking water so damn hard. <laughs> I don't really 
get thirsty very often so I just don't drink and then I find water's just not my go-to choice people who say water doesn't taste of anything you're wrong (laughs) but I did make an effort with drinking more and I got myself one of those bottles you know the ones with the times down the side of them um when you try and drink to that time throughout the day I used to try and force myself to have two of those a day and to be honest I just needed a wee more (laughs) it was not an enjoyable experience um It just didn't become a habit because I wasn't enjoying it, so I stopped. More recently, I've got one of those, like, snow globe tumblers. I actually made the snow globe part myself, which I'm pretty proud of, but that's like a litre, and in the mornings, I make a litre of squash, and I sip it throughout the day. And because it's a nicer taste, and I really like drinking from a straw and the cup, it's just, you know, it's my cup. (laughs) So, I don't know, I just like drinking from it now um, and I'm drinking so much more now because of it. It has become more of a habit. So I mentioned seed cycling before. Now I had never heard of this before TTC and before acupuncture. I mean, I knew seeds existed and you might put them in your food or whatever, but I didn't know that they were particularly good for balancing your hormones until I researched into seed cycling. Okay, so what is it? Basically, You eat different seeds during different phases of your cycle to help with your hormones. From day one of your cycle, you'd have a tablespoon of pumpkin seeds and a tablespoon of flax seeds each day. And these are supposed to help with your estrogen production, which is important in this stage of your cycle. I used to mix the flax seeds into a smoothie or cereal and just eat the pumpkin seeds because I didn't really mind the taste of them, to be honest. They were like a little snack. Um, and we all know that I'm a snacker. (laughs) Then from ovulation, you switch to one tablespoon of sunflower seeds and one tablespoon of sesame seeds, which are meant to help with progesterone, which we know is very important for pregnancy. This one I struggled with. Sunflower seeds were fine. Again, it's like a little snack, but I really didn't like sesame seeds. I tried mixing them into things, but in the end, I just ended up like shotting them and basically crying because they're really not that nice on their own. Um, I don't recommend just chewing on them. It's, it's not good. Um, definitely better to mix them into your food if you can. I did seed cycling for months and it definitely made me feel like I was taking some control and helping my body, whether it was or it wasn't. Along with drinking pomegranate juice and eating pineapple, I'd seen other girls on TikTok doing this and swearing by it. So, you know... I researched it and yeah, these are both full of antioxidants, which are great for the body and it was rumoured to help with fertility, so I just jumped on the bandwagon. And I can't lie, I've still got a bottle of pom juice in my fridge because it's something, you know? But on a side note, pom juice on its own is so... mm, I don't even know what the word is to describe it. It's pretty thick and sour and oh my god, it's just not the one on its own. I always make it into a pom mocktail. So my favourite was mixing it with lemonade or sparkling elderflower or something like that. It just took the edge off, which I totally recommend if you want to give it a go, but it's it's still effort to drink it. Last August, I was seed cycling and I had a glass of pom mocktail every evening and I was taking all of the supplements as well as meditating and I'd had acupuncture before ovulation and that's when I fell pregnant. So I don't know, fast forward to February, I did none of the above. In fact, it was a cycle that I didn't do anything apart from take folic acid. And I wasn't even taking progesterone that cycle and I fell pregnant then too. So the jury's out. Maybe it works. Maybe it's just coincidence. I think it's just down to how it makes you feel. Some cycles I feel like I need to do more 
just to make my headspace a bit better. And equally, some cycles I need to do less to make my headspace a bit better. Things are slightly different now that we are in the run-up to starting IVF. We've just had approved funding, um, but we only get one egg collection funded. And because of that, I'm starting to go into I need to control things mode again. Even though we aren't really trying at the moment, because like I've mentioned before, we have our honeymoon coming up at the end of the summer. And I don't want to risk being early pregnant for it. But now I'm starting to consider what needs to change to make my eggs the best they can be for IVF because we've only got that one chance. Okay, let's talk supplements. Um, before I do, I need to say that all supplements should be discussed with your doctor or a nutritionist before you take them because they know the levels that are right for you. It was actually at the start of acupuncture when I started taking more supplements um, and I discussed them all in quite a lot of detail with her and I researched them as well to make sure that they were the right thing for me to be taking. Um, and the first one that I took on top of the folic acid was omega-3. Um, and I took this to help with the inflammation from endometriosis. But they are also really good for your overall health and regulating hormones. Omega-3 is just a great one. You can even introduce it into your diet without a supplement, um, just naturally through like oily fish. Now I've mentioned folic acid before, um, which is always recommended in preconception as well as in pregnancy. But after talking to my acupuncturist about what to take, she suggested taking folate rather than folic acid. I was a bit like, well, what's the difference? And basically they're both vitamin B9, but folate is the natural form that is found in a range of foods, whereas folic acid is the synthetic version. Um, obviously coming from a more natural source is better for your body. So this is why she recommended folate. I take this in the form of a fertility support supplement from Wild Nutrition. That I like them purely because of how natural they are. And they also do ones for endo too, which I think is just great. The ones I take contain lots of botanicals, minerals and vitamins, which support hormones and fertility. I have no links to them. I just really like them after my acupuncturist recommended them originally and I've never really looked back. One of the ones I used to take, but I haven't really recently, for no real reason other than I just felt like I was rattling from having so many tablets, <laughs> but it was vitamin C. Again, it was one that I discussed with my acupuncturist because of my short luteal phase. Um, and there is theory out there that says increasing your vitamin C intake can help lengthen the phase naturally. Um, it didn't work for me, but then maybe I didn't stick it out for long enough. Um, who knows? Again, it's just one of those, I'll try anything, and I did it for a while. I was taking all of the above last summer, and it did feel like maybe it was doing some good. Oh, and of course there was vitamin D. Um, now, I've always taken the recommended amount along with the folic acid, because... To be honest, it was in a mixed tablet form from Boots. <laughs> but then one day I got an email through from Tommy's, the baby loss charity, about some research that they had done that found that lower levels of vitamin D were linked to increased risk of miscarriages. After what I'd been through with Angel, I immediately upped my dose. <laughs> of course, there are levels that are safer to take. So this is something to be discussed with your doctor. Um, in fact, I've actually had my levels looked at recently while I wasn't taking any supplements um, and my vitamin D was okay, but I queried whether to take more and he said a little more could be beneficial, so supplement it. So I do, not majorly and being summer we get quite a lot from the sun, but we don't get enough naturally in winter, so it's always worth considering getting that checked. As I've said before, I am not a doctor. This is just what I've been told by the professionals. 
But what I do for me might not be the best for you and what you should do for you. So I do totally recommend speaking to the professionals when it comes to supplements and diet. We don't want to do any harm by thinking we are doing the right thing, but actually it's having an adverse effect. So yeah, better to talk to the doctors about this one. One thing that I have been reading recently to try and get a bit more clued up is the book It Starts With The Egg by Rebecca Fett. It's absolutely full of evidence-backed information about nutrition and supplements um, and things that can help improve fertility, egg quality, and actually sperm quality too. It's a lot. It's a pretty intense book. There's so much information, which is amazing because it shows you how different things can affect fertility and how to improve your health, but it is a lot. I'm using it as a bit of a pick and mix, choose what you want kind of book because I think personally um, I don't think I could make every single change in that book and I'm not sure it would all be beneficial to me. Um, It's all about balance right? So far the top two things that I have taken from it is CoQ10 and a Mediterranean diet. Now both of these things have been mentioned in the fertility community as great things for fertility. CoQ10 has been shown to be amazing for improving egg quality It's an antioxidant, which we've spoken about before being good for your health. So CoQ10 sounds like a positive thing. And a Mediterranean diet is all of the plant-based foods, nuts, whole grains, fruit and veg, as well as like olive oils and poultry and fish. I'm trying to add in at least one med diet meal a week, um, as well as snacking on the good stuff more. With where we are currently in our journey for IVF, I know that we've only got that one funded egg retrieval so I'm really wanting to give it a good go to try and make these eggs as good as can be. Saying that I'm taking supplements, um, trying to add in healthy options to my diet while also doing the things that make me feel like me like eating the chocolate and the cake when I need to um, because it is all about balance especially when you've been on this ride for a while. Drink the wine, eat the cake and the chocolate if you want to but I think also adding in some of the good things that could help That makes it the best of both worlds. There are days where I want to just go back to nothing. And I have had a few cycles where I've gone back to basic folic acid and vitamin D and absolutely nothing else and just lived my life normally. And it didn't make any difference. I just wish we could see inside ourselves and see if it's actually making a difference. How good would that be to actually see it? We do so much to try and take back control. Sometimes letting go of that control is what we need. And other times it's the opposite we need that control to feel stable. Both are okay. You know, we are human and whatever gets us through, that's okay. And on that note, I'm going to go and have a bit of chocolate and take my vitamins. (laughs) It's all about balance, guys. It's all balance. Um, So much love and I will be back very soon. Bye.